Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? Apologies for the nasally and jacked up voice. Um, allergies are in full effect. I'm even going to release a video where all I'm doing is sniffling through the video. But the video has such good information, I didn't want to remake it because I couldn't get through the video without literally kind of sucking in all the boogers that are flying out uh, during the video. So today we're going to talk about if you expect warranty tunes, meaning Whipple, Roush, or Stock. Expect to be slow. So a lot of people out there want a warranty for whatever reason. When I worked at VMP, like a lot of the people ask questions like, will this void my Roush warranty? I go, yes. If you're not on the Roush tune, Roush will void your warranty. If you try a warranty claim having 1,000 cc injectors, E85, 20 degrees of timing, and a 69 millimeter pulley. They're not just going to all of a sudden warranty your motor. They have to ensure that the damage was caused while their tune was in the car. So a lot of customers are sort of like in the middle. They're like, I want something that's fast, but I also want a warranty. Well, guess what? That doesn't exist. Unless you buy a very, very expensive car. Something like a Porsche, something like an Audi, something like an uh, GT500, which is like a 10.6 car, or a ZL1 Camaro. But People are out there saying, I don't want to avoid the warranty, I don't want to avoid the warranty, I don't want to avoid the warranty. So, in the last video that I uploaded, not uploaded, the, the talking uh, YDBT Daily on Thursday, I showed that the Mustang was drag racing a Camaro and an F-150 truck. Now, the truck to me was a non, like, I didn't even care. But I did mention in that video, after I went back and listened to the show, that that was a very, you know, pointed moment in the conversation and when I posted it on Instagram as a clip, some people got a little, like, not defensive, but they tried to, I guess, <laughs> explain why this truck got beat from a dig. So a lot of people said, well, it must have been a two-wheel drive truck. It must have been this. When I'm looking at the video, this truck does not spin the tire. So apparently people didn't notice that in that same Throttle House video, they did a roll race and there goes all excuses all excuses go away the moment you realize this thing from a roll could not be a bone stock camaro ss 1le or a s650 mustang if you want a warranty expect to be slow so we'll talk about that we'll talk about everything else with the peasants and as all as always you can Go to my Patreon, become a Patreon member in the description. There's a link. Again, what that does is it's exclusive videos, and you can actually do a back and forth with me on, on setups. A guy yesterday hit me up and says, I want to go road racing. I don't want to bother you. I'm like, dude, you're paying a monthly fee. Of course, I'll answer your questions here. So we had a long conversation back and forth as to setup questions, boost, fuel system, and he's like, oh, God, thank you. I... I it's better than trying to reach out to me on Facebook. I have too many dumb idiots hit me up on Facebook. Instagram's a non-starter because it's not properly put together. But on Patreon, you can directly message me. and I, It's like an email system. And you're paying a monthly fee for that. So not only are you getting videos, you're getting VMP uh, dirt. You're getting um, tuning dirt from my first time at Lund Racing. You're getting a whole bunch of stuff on the Patreon stuff and access to me if you want to just talk setup questions or whatever, or if you just want to support, or if you want to take your money from here to Patreon, that's okay too, but you'll lose your badge. So I apologize about that. I'll do my best to get everyone perks based on what they're paying uh, here and on Patreon, but Patreon is the place to go. And that's a backup in case YouTube decides to do some cancel bullshit. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to go ahead and thank the sponsors. Make sure we give them a shout out. Uh, no, sorry. We got to do it live first. My goodness. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> well, 
No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! That's right, it does suck. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, he was interviewed by Carlson, uh, Tucker Carlson. It was interesting to talk about that clip. Two Auto Solutions, Rami Zaidan, and Two Auto Solution. Ivan Limber down there, um, Esquimalito, and they're actually building cars. Race Motive, I got that shirt on. Check them out on Instagram. Check them out on all the socials. They got some roll racing stuff going on up north. It's getting cold, so it's probably going to end pretty soon. Up there, down here is 90. The Indian Performance, the Performance.com, the online parts house of the channel. Thank you very much for being on board, providing parts to the people. I think there's still a YDBT at checkout discount. Check them out. Parts Farm, PartsFarm.com, Parts Farm. They got a GT350R that I am staring down, dude. Sheesh, we'll see. Conformance, Conformance.com, Ultimate Header, UltimateHeader.com, PMAS, Nick James and PMAS, and Calamar Transmission, who yesterday ran his car at NMRA and it ran uh, 12.1 at 1.13. And then I went back and did some research and found out that Lund Racing has been. 11.9 with a tune, E85, at 120. Now, Calamar's car has a drive shaft, ported this, but it, it's not stock. So I'm like, dude, it's not. The, Gen, the S650, mod for mod, is nothing close unless it, need, unless it gets tuned. And when it comes to tuning, that's where we step in and take over. So let's say hi to the people here. Then we'll start talking about the video of Throttle House destroy, you know, showing the F150 getting beat on a roll. Clean 93 GT, 2000 MCR, Garage Bill Coyote, I'm Hong Solo, Bryson Witt, Smock One, Joe Jose Garcia, RoboStyle, Titan Uranus, first people say hello, Travis, Nick G, D-Rock, Fox, Ken McCow, that, that's what I do that, I apologize, I my allergies are ridiculous, and in the video that drops at 5.30 today, that's all you're going to hear, Taylor Morgan, Dixon, Richard Whedon, Darren Harper, Maniac, Monty540, Torque and Beans, Coyote Kelly, Wesley Stewart, Twan Legend, Jermaine, Pookies, Pook, <laughs> Pookies sliding on the ops, Says good morning, fellas and ladies. Sam Morales, Eliza's S550, Chris Anderson, Minibag Madman, JD Swag, Dane Austin, Ezekiel, Palacios, Slater, Elliot, Agent Orange, 2JZ, Foxbody, Angel Puerto Rico, Rican 5-0, Tim O, Boost Willis, Gregory Upvich, Clip Clop the Horse, Minibag again, Nat Jew, Matt Oliver, Sean O'Connell, Kona Blue, Jared Wells, Tony Dominguez, Modless, Capcom Racing, Kenneth Gwynn, Alfredo Diaz, Kylan, Jeff Betts, what's up, Mr. Port St. Lucie? Alexi B, Sylvie, Artur Amorcillo, B. Lavesh, Martin Robles, Mark Christensen, Rican 5-0, JD Swag again, Christian, Coyote Kelly, Tango, um, Walter Hoffman, the the triode. One day you should get Chris Matthews, stop the hammering to keep Bill Company. I don't know what you're talking about. DNG Brandon, Bradley. And by the way, DNG Brandon, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, I think it's DNG. Uh correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you guys go 10-9 with a ported boss manifold, some weird throttle body, and a PMS intake on a on a on a on a 18 plus Mustang, 18 to 23? 10-9 NA. Not super king gutted, nothing. Literally like five mods and it ran the numbers. So, you know, a lot of people are out there getting really defensive on this SX50 situation, but we're just pointing out the obvious that without thousands of dollars in parts, tuning is the difference maker. And people go, well, there's no tuning available. Right, so we're just going to sit back and go like this until it's available. And we'll see what can be done. If it's not something that is um, going to make a difference, we'll blame the architecture. 
Ford is going to start making self-snitching cars <clears throat> that have a maxed out tune from the factory. So if tuning doesn't make a big difference like it does on 23 and under, I, just like I said before, it's over. Like tuning as we know it, it's absolutely over. Um, Jared Wells says, watched a, It's Just a Six video of him getting an SI50. It's basically a Ford commercial. Like It's Just a Six is 100% chill for Ford. Like, it's a Ford commercial. Like, the shots. And I'm like, dude, this is the most insanely overproduced thing for a car that is less less impressive than the previous generation stock. But he has to get his rep. His channel is 100%, you know, for the you know new Mustang stuff. He wants to get in good with them so he can have a relationship with them. But And then he said the fog lights. Um, see, the, the lights fogged up at the end. Of course, they did. So, let's get on the video. So a lot of people saw this video last week and were like, wow, a Camaro and a Mustang beat a supercharged Whipple F-150 from a dig? And yes, that's exactly the case. But people were like, well, they must have fucked something up on the launch. Okay, well, this is a roll race. Oh, Let's go back to you so you don't think I'm lying. Into auto. Mustang, <laughs> it's not even in the frame. The <laughs> Look at the supercharged truck. Oh my lord. <laughs> I'm so, I'm fucking dead. Guys, I'm so dead. This is why. <clears throat> Jake's truck at 10 PSI is like a 680, 60 to 130 truck. And it kept up with my S550 with a Vortec and a 3.6 pulley. Now, the ESS and the 110 pulley, no way Jake was going to keep up at 10 PSI. But Jake's truck ran 10.7 at 10 PSI on the street, on the draggy, from a dig. And I'm like, how much boost is this F150 you know, pulleyed for? Please tell me it's at least 10. And it is getting absolutely smoked. So imagine you're this guy. I really like, I really like the um, the F-150 and I want to make sure that, I want to make sure that I want to have warranty and I want to make sure that I have great performance, meaning not many cars are going to beat me. I'm sure I'm going to be able to walk a stock Mustang. I'm sure I'm going to be able to walk a stock Camaro, Challenger, Scat Pack, or uh, 392 or, you know, whatever Charger. Well... According to that video, and this is why I, I'm very careful with my words. According to that video, no, not on the stock Whipple tune. And I went on Instagram and people were like, oh, this is bullshit. They must have done something wrong. And maybe that's the case. But on a roll, it's real difficult to do something wrong. So I'm going to go here and I'm going to talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, um, to you know, show some of the uh, uh, comments on that video. 
So here uh, we have Justin Dugan from American Muscle and uh, Nick Persiello who works for Whipple. Um, I said, not all Whipple, tune F-150s run 10. Want a warranty? Expect to get your ass beat by a stock rule drive and a Camaro or Mustang. <laughs> so only rear says, based on the quoted numbers of the FP700, it's on par with the SS and GT, but it's almost 10 miles an hour slower than both. And then Nick from Whipple says, first of all, <laughs> these clowns don't know what they're doing. I'm sorry, Nick. It's a fucking auto truck. It's auto. The FP kit comes with a warranty and stock speed limiter, which they wanted. A customer that wants to go fast would buy a stage two kit with 135 speed limit. Oh, that, that's going to be much better. And the quarter mile can certainly run tens with the right trim. <laughs> Not according to that video. Custom tuning is great if you want to switch fuels and make more power than pump gas will support. Wrong. Wrong. The tuning will facilitate better shifting, better performance, a better octane logic, Better in everything. An aftermarket tune is superior in all ways than a stock Whipple tune. Why? They have to live in the emission sandbox. So he, what he says here is defending Whipple, which is what he's paid to do. But he's 100% wrong on that. He's saying it's, custom, it's great if you want to switch fields that make more power than pump gas. The aftermarket tuning will shift better. Torque reduction is lessened because on their tune, they have to live within the Ford parameters, uh, warranty parameters, and aftermarket tuners don't. So if you have a stock Whipple tuned truck with 55s and it runs 11.3, I guarantee with the enhanced shifting, the torque reduction massaging, and the adaptive octane logic that has been massaged, I guarantee the, 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 the Lund or aftermarket tune will perform better. So on a roll, it was interesting to see the truck get walked. And I'm like, I don't care if it's stage one, stage two, stage three. 10 PSI. 10 PSI through a stock throttle body and a stock cold air should still make, I don't know, 600 rear horsepower on, on 91 octane. 600 rear horsepower. The truck weighs like as much as a, a charger. And it's up. 150 horse on the Mustang and Camaro, what happened? So that's that's what I've always said. Get it off that tune ASAP. Now, this is the other problem you're going to have. A lot of people will say, well, people blame us, he said in that post. These are morons. They blame us when the truck blows up. Well, based on what I've seen with my own two eyeballs at shops that are legitimate in Florida... No stock catalytic converter can live a long life boosted. Roush tunes do not allow more than an 80 millimeter pulley on a 2.3. Let's talk Gen 2. Gen 3, I don't even care about. It's not non-starter. On a Gen 2 Mustang, if you get a Roush kit, the phase one is an 85 millimeter pulley, probably 8, 9 PSI. The 80 millimeter pulley is about 10, 11 ish. And you're still stuck on the LU47 injector, but you have a 6,800 RPM rev limiter. And when you data log that car at wide open throttle, it has to cool the cats with the LU47, which it's struggling to do, but that's why you have a lower rev limiter. So when you go wide open throttle, you see the Lambda value, the AFR, drop. It goes full fat under the cat protection, you know, um, let's just say um, cap protection threshold. All right, it's certain inferred flange temperature. Okay, dump fuel to cool the cat. And to avoid a misfire, because if you flood the car with fuel, it'll misfire. It'll go into this gurgly, weird misfire. They add timing, which in turn makes more power. 
that's why a lot of tuners saw, saw that Roush was going all the way down to 0.71, 0.72 Lambda. And were like, these things are making 600 reward horsepower. So they did the same thing. They shoved it full rich all the time, not just with cap protection, and then shoved 20 degrees of timing to it. But understand this, they started doing that, allowing the rev limiter to be up to 7,800 where Roush did not. So no catalytic converter I've ever seen, ever, that allows shifting over 7, 7,200 RPMs lives a long life under a boosted application in any Coyote. The stock catalytic converter is simply not designed to do that. Now on GT500s, they have a slightly larger catalytic converter, but if you get any stock 2020 GT500 and go wide open throttle, it stinks. It stinks it, and it smells like sulfur, rotten eggs, just kind of really nasty. And that's the catalytic converter trying its, it, trying its best to stay cool after you shove a bunch of fuel on it. That's why I'm kind of blown away that you don't hear a, a lot more of exploded GT500 catalytic converters. Because maybe cap protection stays enabled. The tuners got smart with the Roush stuff and said, leave all that stuff the same. Don't shift it at 8100 RPMs. And maybe the cats live a long life. So if you want a warranty, you want catalytic converters, you are pretty much going to be one of the slower guys out there. If you have an F-150 and all is the same, but your buddy gets a Lund tune, your buddy's going to beat you. Just based on the transmission shifting alone, your buddy's going to beat you. So a lot of people need to kind of come to that, come to Jesus moment of, okay, I still want to go fast. And the warranty is going to be something that either you care about or don't care about. Now, in order to make big power boosted coyotes live and have emissions uh, still be a thing, no aftermarket cat that comes from the header manufacturers is gonna be good. Because when you look at them, they're actually smaller than stock, and they have a completely different material. You actually need a catalytic converter that is a, a lot bigger than stock. The, the stock one is a certain size, and if you get like a 700 horsepower, 800 horsepower setup, do you think a smaller high flow cat is gonna do the same job? Like just common sense has to come into play, and you look at that 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 catalytic converter ain't gonna do shit. It, it, one, it flows too much, so it throws codes anyway. Two, it's just gonna melt because the material is totally different. Like it's totally different material. Just look at it. One looks like metal weave. The other one looks like silica, like some kind of um, uh, I don't know, some kind of pressed wafer with tiny tiny holes in it. GESI makes thousand supposedly thousand horsepower cats. So. That's kind of like the, 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 the game you're going to have to play. Let's say you live in California, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York. You want to make eight, 900 horsepower, stay emissions legal, stock cat's not the, it's not the move. Aftermarket high flow cat is not the move. A massive, like six inch diameter GESI catalytic converter is going to be, it's going to have to be considered if you live in those emission states or ride dirty and hope that you can ir con Dios and the thing doesn't blow up or you don't get caught doing weird shit so anyway we can talk about that we can also talk about the strike stuff we can talk about the parts stuff some guy just messaged on my thing he goes hey Alex someone who is very close to Ford parts distribution this is completely false and inaccurate you are the only person that ever said that everyone else underneath you said it is accurate so because of the strike there's going to be a slight parts shortage now what does that mean Crate engines, if you didn't order it 
I think Thursday or Friday, they cut you off. Meaning dealers are cut off from O2 sensors, from door pins, from anything that you need from Ford. Supposedly Chevy and Stellantis also started telling their dealers, hey, parts shortage, parts shortage is coming right up. So Dorman is going to pretty much become your best friend, according to one of my uh, followers. He's like, hey, man, this is true. If you are a, a um, if you, you know what's the worst job right now at a dealership? Like um, a service advisor. You have to push parts because you get commission on those parts. If someone needs an O2 sensor, you say, might as well get two O2 sensors because you don't want to replace one, then the other one pops. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. You're going to have to you know, uh, shove batteries down their throat. You're going to have to shove brake pads, all that stuff. And if Ford, and we're talking on the Ford side of things, I'm not a Chevy guy or, or a Stellantis guy. If Ford told a lot of the dealers the other day, you're done. Parts are done until this stuff gets resolved. That's a bad look for the unions. No one supports the unions right now. The, the UAW push for 40% raise and, and, and a 32-hour work week. Not anyone that I know that is in business, a small business owner, goes, I support that. Now, there comes the trickle-down effect of the parts not coming down from Ford, Stellantis, or Chevy, or GM. They stopped providing parts because they're union-run. Good job, Big Three. Good job putting yourself in a position to be manipulated by, by democratically-run left-wing unions. I know Donald Trump says, oh, we got to support them. Shut up. No, we don't. They got to get back to work. And then once they get back to work, slowly start phasing their jobs out, get them out of there. And now the chickens will come home to roost and you can move your plant to Mexico. Bada bing, bada boom. Trump has to say they support him because he wants the union support. Uh, but let's be honest, all union stuff when it comes to UAW specifically is a left wing tool to manipulate industry via the uh, workers. That's just how it is. All right. We'll talk. Hang out. Am I full of shit? Whatever. <laughs> um, we have a Roush car here that has three cats, that has had three cats installed in the in the past year. Yeah, Kenneth Quinn. People don't realize that. The cats will cook. There is no if, it's when. On a Whipple, Roush, anything that has a factory catalytic converter that is supercharged will cook the cat no matter what. When are we going to rev my Roush blower to 8,500? 8, You're not. 7,500. Why do you want to rev a TVS that is done? At 7,500 with stock cams, why do you want to rev it to 8,000? That sounds really stupid, Jared Wells. Have you not been listening to this program? Have you not been up on what I talked about? How it makes no sense to rev it past 7,500 RPMs on a Roush blower? People think that more revs is more power. Like, I see a lot of people say that, oh my God, this new Mustang keeps making power at peak. And every single dyno graph I see it flattens at 7,200. It goes ooh, flat. It doesn't come down. It goes flat. That means it's not going up. Stop it. A guy at my local gym bought the warranty Ross 700 package for his 2019 10-speed, and it's limited to 120 miles an hour. Yes, it does smell, says the Venture Seeker. It's funny you mentioned sulfur. I was shoveling out a whole pot full of pit of sulfur last week. Took two days, took four days to vacuum that stuff up and got ingrained into my shirts. Had to buy a fresh pack. Good for you. Working like a man. No more, no more butter splatter from the buttermilk pancakes you're flipping. Good for you. 
No one that makes power here in California runs a cat. We have loopholes. Those GESI cats are about 800 each, says D Triode. Did you see the fight last night? Yeah, dude, no. Okay, I love boxing. I never thought Charlo had a shot. I know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't talk about it. Canelo was knocking out Sergey Kovalev, a, a six foot two, legitimate light heavyweight. He knocked him out. Yes, he was on decline, blah, blah, blah. He knocked out Caleb Plant, okay? He knocked out a guy that was undefeated, a boxer. He knocked him out, knocked out uh, Sergey. And, and I'm like, Charlo's coming up from 154. No, come on, man. You've never been hit by a bit. And, and, and Canelo's been win with light heavyweights. And if Bevel did not get him out of there, if Bevel did not get Canelo out of there, Charlo wasn't going to get him out of there. I know several people supercharge LS cars with headers and high flow cats. All of them have Chernobyl style cat mail. Right, the elephant's foot. Every single, every single catalytic converter equipped supercharged car literally is making the elephant's foot in the exhaust if you want to go watt with a high flow cat. Ugh, Dorman, I want parts that are in spec. Farley never showed up to the negotiations. I sent you that CNBC link. Um, this is interesting. So I dislike Farley. I dislike Farley very much for the forward side. I do like the hard stance he's taking with the unions. Out of the big three, I would think Ford is the most solvent, meaning they have the most money in the bank. And there is no way they didn't see this coming and prepared for it. I, he can make or break the future of Ford based on his negotiations with the UAW. If Stellantis and Dodge cave, that means the UAW can do whatever the hell they want going forward. You understand? Oh, we had a strike. They gave us 40% and 32-hour work weeks. Productivity will go down. Quality will go down. Everything will go down. By the way, I don't know if you guys follow me on Facebook. I posted a, something that was shared to me. Um, I'm not a TikTok guy. I hate TikTok. But this is a great uh, thing that was uh, posted um, on, my, on my timeline. So this guy was getting comments because this guy and I are on the same page. We're on the same fucking page. I like this guy a lot. This is the same guy, I think, um, that told us about the lifter issues on uh, Godzilla Motors. So someone said, you never worked in the plant. I live in Detroit, and I'm telling you, I definitely understand. Well, let's listen to what this guy says. You never worked in a plant, and I live in Detroit, and I'm telling you, I definitely understand. <laughs> so here, here's, what, here's what I get. I know people that work in the Detroit plant. I know people that work in the Chicago plant. And both of those people say the same thing about how the shit show is on the floor with the employees. Dude's like, I can work in a work one day and be three hours late. And never have to answer for why I'm three hours late. Walk right into my line, get started in my position, and go ahead and do my work and act like nothing happened. Dude said I literally left for almost a month because of the BS that was going on on the floor, on the assembly line, in these plants and stuff. And came back 29 days later and walked right in the building and started working again. There's not a damn thing that they could do to me. Yep. Nothing that they could do to me. 
He said, we have supervisors on the floor harassing people. We have other men that have conflicts on the floor while the line is going on. Missing shit being put on people's vehicles. Yep. Not snapping compartments in, not connecting connectors in. Missing 20 vehicles in a row before they even catch up. And this is on a daily, man. Exactly. So that's all I need to, to show you guys. And this is, this is something I know happens. It's not something I think happens. It's something I know happens. I know how it works because I've seen it with my own two freaking eyeballs where these people just kind of like don't really don't really um give a crap they they feel safe and they're just not really about that quality life now somebody must be listening to my show right now and sent me a picture of a melted catalytic converter with i'm not gonna say who tunes the truck but it's definitely uh not a aftermarket tuning company look at that this is this looks like a high flow cat and these high oh jesus christ these high flow cats are no good these high flow cats just melt so guys understand um if you want your cats to turn 90 degrees in the <laughs> in the housing i think i gave up who tunes it uh then you know have at it go get yourself a high flow cat I was at my dealer yesterday and the parts prices went way up. Even the oil. They had a dark horse in the showroom with no price sticker. I'm sure to mark it up heavily. Got it. We've had a handful of guys come in with Pop Trinity Motors after the cats turned elephant's foot. <laughs> Chernobyl style cat events. Uh, regretted losing the sleep over that fight. Was not a good fight. Only want that extra RPM for the track T56. No. No, you don't want that RPM. No, you don't want that RPM. I'm telling you, 7,500 RPMs. Revving it higher does nothing. I'll move your rev limiter to 10,000 RPMs. If you blow it up and you say, Alex, if it blows up, it ain't your shit, I'll do it. I'm at that point right now. You think you know what's better for your car than the tuner that does it 50, 60, 70 times a day? Vaya con fucking Dios. I'm going to raise your rev limiter to 10,000 and say, rev it to wherever the fuck you want. If it blows up and spins a rod bearing, ain't my shit. How's that? That's where I'm at right now. Y'all think y'all know more than me about your shit? Go for it. Ford boss me. Yeah, that's right. Ford boss me is the guy that talks that shit. <clears throat> I believe that nine million or billion grant that Ford got was because they're anticipating this happening. Remember we talked about that on the show? That it's basically an unsecured loan and they're probably going to piggy bank that shit. Um, remember, built Ford proud. Uh, before I put one mile on my full all 3 Cobalt Swap Night Mustang, I, uh, semi. I'm not even gonna re. I'm not even gonna re relay that info because I don't want to ha have you self snitch. You wouldn't get that from a European manufacturer. DJ says, buddy of mine has a Gen 3 Pro Charge P1SC and claimed he made 900 horsepower on pump. He's wrong. I called BS. There's no way there's enough octane. He showed up on the dyno 850 at 8 8000 8, 8, RPMs. Can you explain this? He's lying to you. He's lying to you. It's either octane booster, which is like a torque mix. Uh, 15 PSI and maybe 18 degrees of timing. Will it make 850? Yeah. Will it blow up? Yeah. Ford, Ford Boss Me is a great tech. Matt always says, like the finger tightened tiered jam nut on the S650. Yeah, UAW deserves more pay. Ridiculous. 297 gear set. Geez, Jared, put more gear in the rear. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to listen to what you say. Apparently not. You'll want more RPM. Dude, shove four tens in it. Like, a lot of people want more RPM. It's still... <laughs> I, I, I can't explain it to people any better. Like, I, I have a real tough time trying to explain to people that, I, that are techs or come from a mechanical background. And it's almost like I have to literally show them on a graph where power starts and stops. 
and I'm going to go, okay, power starts to go down at 7,200 RPMs. So shifting at 7,500 will put you in the meat of the torque. Shifting at 8,000 RPMs puts you past the meat of the torque. They don't want to listen. They just think more revs is better. So I, whatever. Here, Here's 10,000 RPMs. Position of the cat is an emissions-related item as well. That's so it lights off quickly enough to keep the EPA happy. It's designed to keep the cat as near to the engine. Um, Alex, seems like Ford's being harassed more than the other two with the UAW. Or emissions. Why is Ford the only one with dual intake? Now, think about 08 government bailout buyout. Angela Montero, I don't know where you've been. I've been talking about this from the get-go. Like, I've been talking about the dual intake for two years because I had a picture of the dual intake on a Mustang two years ago, and I talked about it. I said, why would they do that? Then we got some, you know, uh, validation from why the dual intake setup was done. Look, how is a Gen 3, 18 to 23 Mustang, trapping 120 miles an hour with a tune with one throttle body and one cold air? Think about that. And the tune isn't sucking in more air. The stock rev limiter on a Gen 3, 18 to 23 is 7,600, 7,700 RPMs. On pump gas, there is not one horsepower available with a tune. All we do is accommodate for a cold air, gear ratio, or whatever. So how is E85, which isn't a 30 horsepower gain, it's maybe a 10 horsepower gain and maybe a 15 torque gain. How is 10 horsepower, uh, a cold air, and a tune trapping 120 miles an hour in a stock Mustang with one throttle body, one cold air? Then two throttle bodies and two cold airs is trapping 112 in a car that makes supposedly 20 more horsepower than the Gen 3 stock. The math doesn't add up. I'm sorry. So you guys can say whatever you want about who's doing this, who's doing that. The math to me doesn't add up. Something tells me either the Gen 3 was severely underrated or the Gen 4 S650 is severely overrated. Sorry, I lied. P1X, I told him at 18 degrees with whatever boost you're pushing, your motor's not going to last. He doesn't have cams and there's no reason to rev that high. Exactly. Well, centrifugals make power the higher you rev. That's just a different power curve. Um, shoot, I feel like I'm going to sling a rod at 7,500 RPMs. Me and Bondo talked about the rear gear a few weeks ago, and I'm going to go by... What? <laughs> you and Bondo. What has this show said? <laughs> I'm, I'm tired, man. I, dude, this, is, this is the hard thing about being me. I try to give you guys advice based on stuff I've done. My Coyote with a TVS and a 266 T56 like the 410. I installed the 410. It ran 10.1 at 134 with the 410. Then people go, what, what gear should I put on a TVS car with a T56? Stop it. Alex, I blew my head gasket. My boosted 15 car never overheated. What would you do when fixing it? How do you know you blew your head gasket? Are you sure you didn't crack a ring land? Are you sure you didn't crack a sleeve? How are you 100% sure? Think about it. A gasket failing alone without any hardware issues, sleeve, compromised head, piston issues, whatever, is very rare. I've seen people push a head gasket when it's 30 or so PSI where it balloons and then it swells back up. 
and you know, and, and it reseals. So I don't know that you don't have mechanical issues, honestly. Um, douche mode weight is 24. 3780 without him in it, but he failed to mention he ripped the passenger seat out and who knows what else. Drag pack, drive shaft, lightweight suspension. Every other car weighs 3840. Every other base model, stock wheels, stock tires, stock brakes, stock exhaust, stock drive shaft, stock suspension, S650 weighs 3800. So if you start removing seats, Let's say 80 pound seats, right? The seats are about 80 pounds. They're not light. Yeah, that's about 37, um, 37.60 from 38.40. So that makes sense if you ripped out seats. Spumoni Guitar says, Alex, love your show and got a question. I have a Stainless Works long tube header high flow cab and can't get catalyst monitoring O2 and O2 heater to read okay already. Thoughts? Slip fit sock board cats. Thanks for your help. Spumoni guitar. When you have a high flow catalytic converter, it's flowing more than the factory likes. The factory computer needs to be happy. So the front O2 sensor goes, okay. Then the rear O2 sensor goes, cool. It's not flowing too much bullshit. Awesome. But you put a high flow cat in there, it goes, eh. Check engine light, PO420, PO430. Cat, catalytic system inefficiency because it's past the threshold of the stock spec. Can you adjust it in the tune? No, it's an emissions item. Has Ford ever explained what gives the dark horse 20 horsepower different camps? No. And the tunes look identical except for shift schedule. As a matter of fact, Hennessy roll raced. Let's look at that. Hennessy, uh, I think they're doing good. Uh, showcasing, this is what you should be doing it, it, with, with new stuff. You should be showcasing the differences. So they drag raced and mm -hmm. roll raced an S650 versus an S550. I'm sorry, S650 GT versus an S650 Dark Horse. So 143,000 views, that's pretty decent. So this is, I think, what the, the, the basics it is. From a dig... The dark horse is heavier and has a better tire. So it hooks up and gaps the GT. Check it out. Display capture. There you go. Display capture. So from a dig, dark horse on. Dark horse on the left, GT on the right. Heavier car, slightly. Better tires. Okay. That, that's an easy way to explain it. Now let's get to it, bro. With the bullshit. With the Notice the GT stops the pull. You understand? You all know what I think when a car stops another car's pull. Let's jack up the, the volume a little bit. So, uh, beat it. Then they do a roll race. And this is hilarious. Because now, weight comes into play. And uh, power comes into play. 
and the GT is not getting destroyed by the Dark Horse. Right there, neck and neck. Matter of fact, the GT is up by a, a, a bumper. I would absolutely lose my mind if my $70,000 dark horse is line on line versus the $55,000, $60,000 GT or even a $48,000 GT. Dude. Okay, so then I think they did a 60 roll, right? I think they did a 60 roll after that. Oh, same thing. And boom, right there. The GT stops the pull. Dark Horse is pulling out a little bit right there. So on a roll, um, <laughs> on a roll... The Dark Horse is not really, depending on the situation, of course, Dark Horse isn't really gapping it. And for twenty or 30000 more dollars, boy, get yourself a GT and have some fun. Get yourself a GT and have some fun. That Dark Horse is a dud horse. 70000 plus Dark Horse is not pulling away. I'm a hardcore four fan, but this is too ridiculous. Again, guys, a Mach 1 should actually no, 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 no. Mach 1 with a carbon trap, stock tune, versus a 23, actually, 23 GT carbon trap, stock tune. It might be a good race. But let's go back to Gen 2. A GT350 destroys a GT. It is up 100 horsepower, guys. So, in the S650 era, the GT and Dark Horse difference is not that big because my reference point is 15 to 15 to 20 15 to 17 hell hell let's just go all the way and cross streams in 2018 the gt350 stayed the same when gen 3 mustang came out and the 350 was still gapping gts all the way to 2020 even if you had a 10 r80 Stock for stock. So, bro, I looked at that video and I'm like, bro, get, get out of my life with that bullshit. Get out of my life with this bullshit. 70 plus thousand dollar adjustment. That's embarrassing. That's pretty bad. GT looked like it was coming. Alex, what gears would you do from a 700 horsepower centrifugal MT2 from a roll? What year car? What year car? Is it a 15 and up or a 15 to 17? 15 to 17, 331, 700 horsepower, MT82. Um... 18 and up, 373 or 410. The 331 for a 15 to 17, 700 horsepower, MT82. MT82 D4, 18 and up, uh, 373 or 410. You need it because that the, the, the gear split is massive. Um, that's bad, honestly. I thought the only the Dark Horse was the one with 480. I figured it would be, oh, it would nerd, it would need to, did, uh, wow, I, I can't read what he fucking typed. I'm sorry. I, was, I about lost every brain cell I had left. That's enough. That's not enough gap for $30,000 more. 
Exactly. For thirty more thousand dollars, and and here we go with the Schleckenbergs. What about around the road course? We proved that the ten R eighty around the road course gets beat by an older Camaro. Dark Horse and GT is the same engine. GT is detuned to 480 horse. The GT was slower on the second pull because of the trans steps holding it back. Extra 20 horsepower from the Resonator Deleter. You're not wrong. We have an MBRB Resonator Deleter. The Dark Horse is just a gimmick. The Cotton Ball Cloud car show Mustang people support S650. Can't believe they'd rather have a Dark Horse over a 350. They're lying to you, bro. They want to have a Dark Horse. It's like having an iPhone. What is it? Are we up to 15 now? Remember the... Okay, if you're an iPhone psycho, you look at a guy that has like a, a, a 8, and you're like, what a homo, I got a 15, and then the guy with the 8 is happy, it does all the same shit, He's like, it probably doesn't have a better camera, probably processes a little slower, but it does what he needs it to do. I think, no, that's not a good example, because the 350 is a better car, so this... It's three years old. It has this port for years. Now, it has 100 times zoom, and it processes really fast. But iPhone guys would go, this sucks. I'm like, this was ahead of the time. iPhone is catching up to Samsung S21s now with the camera and the, the charging. It has a better processor and all this stuff. The 350 was better in every way, shape, or form. If you want to say it doesn't have the tablet on the dash, cool story. If you want to say the GT350 didn't come with a 10R80 option, cool story. The 350 is better in performance. 526 horsepower over four over 480 or 500 uh, in 2016. Okay. Stop it. Please stop it. Um, ran a 650 with my stick Gen 1, made him see my tails. Felt bad for him, honestly. Only put 3,000 into the car. Dark Horse equals screaming chicken Mustang. We need Burt Reynolds running beer in the Dark Horse. DJ says, Alex, just wanted to thank you for your giving out this information for free. No, it's not free. If I were scrolling Mustang 6G, I would be on BMRs right now and be tuned with Tuna Kanuka tuning in Bangladesh because of, because of Lund? Because F Lund. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> wow. I can't believe I deciphered that message. Um... The forums are AIDS. The forums push a narrative. I guarantee someone like JPC is mad at me that I'm talking truth, not shit. I'm not talking shit. I'm saying they got to do what they got to do. But I'm talking truth on the S650 Mustang. And it's probably they're like, what the fuck? We just want to sell parts. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let my audience be bamboozled by suspension companies that throw their parts on your car and tell you that's why it's performing better. Steeda or BMR or anybody else. The performance was coming from the lack of weight. And maybe you could say, okay, the suspension company made a lighter part. Okay, then then say that. Don't say that bushings helped you run 10-8. <laughs> That's stupid. Who said that the leader? Was it staying mode? It was staying mode. We have an MBRP resonator deleter. Uh, uh, come on. This all boils down to clout. Alice pointed out a few live shows ago. I figured Ford would detune the GT to make the Dark Horse look better. <laughs> Rich 5 yep, still on 13 with S550. I know, gimmick when I see one. Roll tight, Alabama, says Patrick. Honestly, that Voodoo with the 10R80 would be interesting just as a thought experiment. Yes, but the problem is you can't control the cams. <sighs> Boy, that's a good one. Um, see, a lot of people don't realize that the computer dictates what we can do. So, if the cam plugs... 
are different than the computer's generation is looking for. You can't just custom OS it to death. So in order to, in order to, wow, what would have to happen? In order to tune a Voodoo with 350 cams on a Coyote motor, a Coyote computer, you'd probably have to change the cams to GT style cams. Or the harness might, ah, Again, that's why people get involved and they're like, it just sounds like a nightmare. It's not just like flipping a switch and go, oh, just swing the cams here. What engine harness are you going to use? 10R80s came in Gen 3. 10R80 have a tie to a Coyote engine harness. The Coyote engine harness plugs, I don't know if they physically plug into a GT350 style receiver on the cam side. So that, that dictates everything. S197 or S650 changed my mind. I'm telling, I've been telling most people S650 is a dud. Save your money. The past Gen 1, 2, 3, out of the future. Exactly. I told you the past is the future. The S650 is proving to me that the emissions standards that the government is placing on these cars and the encryption is going to make that car less, less desirable. So if you're a Corvette guy, what's the most desirable Corvette? The one that the aftermarket supports the most. Now, people are going to say, but it's too early. But it's too early. You don't understand. The C8 Corvette took two years to get tuning unlocked. And a lot of people go, see, see, it only was a matter of time. But to this day, to this day, oh, my God, where is it? Please tell me I have it. Please tell me I have it. To this day, day. To this day. To this day. You're going to build a C6 or a C7. You're not going to go, well, finally, tuning is out for the C8. Time to build one. How much does it cost credit-wise? Oh, Alex is talking about money. Again, Corvettes aren't cheap to begin with. You're telling me if you're a Corvette guy and you got your chance to, to build a C6, a C7, or a C8, all are tunable. Money is no object. Which one are you going to choose? Probably the C6. Stop it. You want to see something really sad? I sent you a race between again. I don't know where you sent it. I don't know if it's on Instagram. On I am not gonna go troll all the sites. If you didn't tell me where you sent it, I don't care. Love you. Um, dark horse to be faster on the road course will be heavily dependent on the tire suspension. My money will be PP2 on good tires. We said that last week. Alex went to the dyno on a 95 millimeter May 916 700. Seems healthy. Your thoughts? That's very healthy. Um, be careful because now you're entering that weird area of like heat and engine exploding. If your car is not built, see, a lot of people don't understand what the ring lands are doing or the stock ring pack gap, what it's doing to the ring lands. On Gen 3, you're going to see a lot of guys make big power, but then the ring lands let go. I had a ring land let go with a 3.3 pulley on number seven cylinder. It just coated that cylinder in oil, but the piston looked good. And I'm like, okay, theoretically, you might be able to replace the piston and be good, but I wasn't going to run that risk of tearing it down, putting a piston in it and hoping everything's going to be good. So when you're boosting a car with stock bottom end or stock motor, the ring gap was intended to be a naturally aspirated ring gap. So You've seen ring lands pop on NA cars when stupid tuners put 33 degrees of timing on a 12 to 1 compression car. So 
if you're going to run that kind of power constantly, Eliza's S550, man, you got to take that motor apart and gap the rings to, to boost its specs. Love you. Joven SR8. Anybody knows if putting billet shift forks on carbon synchros with the RST clutch is worth it? No idea. Have to ask Ben Calvin. It's a C6 platform and it's not even close. There's six or 8350s out there as far as it goes. Uh, yeah, but I guarantee the cams are GT cams or something similar. C601, exactly. Thank you and keep keep up the great work. Have you heard of SCT tuning devices causing monitors to not read okay for a catalyst, O2 and O2 heater? No. The tuner does, okay. If the tuner did not turn on adaptive fueling, it might do that. Meaning it's still short-term fuel trims only, not long-term fuel trims. But the STT device itself, no, it's not doing that. C6 would, would destroy a C8 built. Exactly. So $3,000 in credits to tune a C8. Put a Maggie on it. Put twin turbos on it. But it's got a DCT. Latest and greatest. Rear engine. Latest and greatest. Still, people are buying C6. And good luck trying to find a C601 under $80,000. I wonder how much I could sell mine for. I mean, I got it for 60-something. You're crushing the S650 softy buyers. I just don't understand why Ford wouldn't run the S650 versus the S550 and go, wait a minute, we can't release this? Let's fix this because it's too late. Remember, the development for the S650 was being done during COVID. Shut down. Everything went to shit. Supply chain issues. And you don't think Ford knew they had a looming disaster with the unions coming up on the contract negotiations? Didn't you think that they forecasted this? Don't you think those union workers on the line were talking all that shit? Wait until um, wait until September 2023. You're going to see what's going to happen. Boom. Now they're here. Ford's like, get these out the door. Get these out the door. It's missing a turn signal on the rear view mirror. Get it out the door. We don't care. We need to sell these. Get them out there. Get them out there. We'll fix it later. We'll do warranty work. We don't care. Get them out the door. Now the car's out and about. And you're like, this sucks. It's not as good as the previous generation. And Ford's like, well, not our fault. And then, boom, they shut down. They shut down manufacturing. They shut down parts. Now you're an S650 guy going like this. Now what? Now what? How long is it going to take before I get some kind of tuning? How long is it going to take before, let's say you want to do something to the car that requires Ford parts. Ford, I think, knew this shit was happening. They knew that the previous generation was probably quicker stock, but they have to be within factory, uh, I'm sorry, government specs. If the government got out of the way of the automobile manufacturers, my goodness. Alex said, I sent it on, I said on Instagram in the message. I know. I'm, I'm reading 15 messages. I, and I bet you you're not like a friend of mine on Instagram. You're like on the, in the request somewhere. Yep. You're in the request. You're in the fucking nether regions. <laughs> you're, in the, <laughs> you're in the nether regions of my Instagram. Like nowhere to be found. Nope. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. General, nothing. Request, nothing. You're not there. You don't exist. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Love ya. Again, that's why I did the Patreon. Alex, uh, right ahead gasket tester and it failed, got codes. Misfire, startup on misfire, cylinder number five, cylinder eight, antifreeze disappearing for the reservoir. See if, so how do you know you didn't crack a sleeve? Six foot three soldier. If you crack a sleeve and the coolant makes its way through that sleeve and it burns up the coolant, how do you know you didn't crack a sleeve? It's putting a billet shift. Oh, I already got that. 
You said it twice. Price point on the M340 cost the same as a GT. Don't care about MD BMWs. So does the Coyote computer have the ability to change the firing order? Yes. I would think that's to be an issue to go with the Voodoo. No, 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 no. You don't get it. It needs to be... The firing order can change, but the injector mapping has to be done in the... It's not worth it. It's not worth all that shit to put a 10R80 or 6R80. You can't do a 10R80 behind a Voodoo. I mean, you probably could, but by the time you're all said and done, you're like, this sucks. I, I shouldn't have done that. It's actually slower. You can sell your Z01 for 70K easy, maybe 75. I don't think so. It's, it's a, it's a well-driven, you know, it's not perfect, but I love it. What did you get, the 24 regular? I don't care. Uh, I was looking for a new car to play with. Picked up 17.6 already yesterday with 90,000 miles. We'll be Luntune soon. Badass. G80 M3 over S650, woke management plus millennial Gen Z influence. Explains the stupid S650. M, again, M, 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 M. I don't care about BMW, guys. You guys are weird. I love you. It's probably a better car, sure. I, I don't care. I don't want to bring Jay Walker in here with his beaker and lab coat mixing E50 at the tank, at the uh, t- gas station. Think about a car with today's power and 60s emissions. Crash testing and mop. <laughs> It's <laughs> so light, super light, super dangerous. Oh, my God. I felt stupid for buying the Gen 3. The 24 GT made that go away. Can a poor downstream O2 sensor cause long-term fuel trims to be off? Yes. Um, I'm not going to stay on the 95 millimeter. I'm going to pull it to the 100 millimeter. I would pull it to the 110 and live on the 110. I made 800. I'm sorry. 795 rural horsepower with the 110. I'd live on the 110. Ford knows that the disaster says Unreal SVT, the Tristic, the key fob gimmicks. Oh, let's do that. Love you. Thank you very much. So the Tristic is a feature of the new Mustang. Let's listen to a throttle house. And I don't care about the drift. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Why does YouTube do that? Why does it autoplay? Why can't it just like stay paused? Okay, let me see if I can find the part where he's driving with the drift stick and he's like, I'm sorry, this is whack shit. Uh, Let's see, let's see. Throttle house, I'm trying to give you a shout out here. Don't don't be copyrighting my shit, please. I'm just, you know, come on, come on. We're all buddies here. We're we're on the same team, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so he talked about the drift stick and he talked mad shit about it. It was fucking hilarious. Where's the drift stick action? Come on, come on. Nope. He talked about the drift stick in an air. Maybe it's here. Uh, is it here? Let me see. The Camaro is the car for driving hard. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You guys just, you guys are, you're going to kill yourself, you know, with the, this guy's review. This guy's review is hilarious. It's whimper. Oh, my God. Come on, come on. I want to find it, the drift stick part around as much as it used to and the damping is actually quite excellent even though this one okay good he talks about the damping uh, there was a part where he was drifting this car non-stop and he was hating it i'll stick with it i don't care it's there it is is that is that it which felt much more natural and intuitive to me what what'd you say okay I didn't. There it is. There it is. This is the part with the drift stick. Check, check this out. Confidence with it, 
especially if I wanted to enter a high-speed corner sideways. It felt like there was almost a bit of a safety net. <laughs> okay, no, I the not drift stick. The drift stick that doesn't drift. That didn't work. You have to get it exactly right, and the window of correctness is way too small. I don't have any predictability. I'm going in here in third gear right now. Turn the wheel, hit the handbrake. Nope. Nope. No, there it goes. <laughs> I love you, Todd House. He pulls the handbrake. It doesn't do anything. He releases the handbrake. Then it goes into a drift. Third gear right now. Turn the wheel, hit the handbrake. No. Nope. Boom. Okay. He took it off. Right? Right there. He took it off. Then the car goes into a drift. No. Nope. No, there it goes. I didn't even do that. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Even the drift stick is a freaking dud. You guys talk. Oh, look, I love you. I love being proven right is oh, satisfying. But this is sadness. This is legitimate fail to deliver on all in all aspects. Car is slower. Car is not tunable. One of the features of the car, the drift stick, does not work. The car has stiffer steering, and it, it's sloppy, and it plows all the time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. How, how can I? I would be the biggest nut-riding douchebag if I said this car was badass. Ignoring the drift stick, the slow, the lack of tuning, and the lack of performance overall. I'm telling you. If you bought this car for the drift stick, you're going to be sadly mistaken. The death stick is what it should be called. He said, I didn't even do that. Pulled the handbrake, did nothing, brought it down, then the wheels locked up. Yeah, okay. Tell me about this S650. I was going to mention that they did that electric brake crap, so you got to pay for the brake job. My girl's Acura has to go to the dealer to have computer set for brake change. I drive a shortage era GM, $100,000 truck. Half of the stuff doesn't work. The fix it later mentality sucks and my brakes sound like a C-line. Can you elaborate on the adaptive fueling on the tune? No. I asked because my car was dialed in, but the tuner did not turn on adaptive fueling. Long-term fuel trims. It's just long-term fuel trims. That's all. You need to have the long-term fuel trims turned on. If not, it won't set any monitors. And it's not going to drive any worse, but I think it's always good to have the car learn a long histogram of the fueling correction as opposed to real time all the time. Bro, the face was the pain meme guy. It's such a dud. It's such a freaking dud, bro. And for those of you that say it's not a dud, the nothing works on this car. A GT stays line on line with the dark horse at, on a roll. On a dig, the, the dark horse's weight and tires are in advantage. The drift stick does not work. The handling is not good. It is not tunable. Keep repping this car all you want. Keep repping this car all you want. But it revs on a key fob. <clears throat> the meme. We don't condone this. Buys XS50. You do whatever you like. Live, live. Recall for Driftstick reprogramming coming soon. And, and guess who was responsible for, repro for programming the Driftstick? A drifter. Vaughn Gittin. A way that he likes it. What if you don't like the way he had them set up the Driftstick? You're screwed. Throttle House is the best for sure. It is one of my favorite 
like I used to watch Top Gear, but then it just got smarmy and dumb. Even the the old guys, I just kind of got sick of. Um, the new guys didn't bother to start. But when I watched Throttle House, I'm like, all right, these guys are younger and they seem to understand what the customer wants. There's no story. There's no drive to Italy to get bread. It's just like, here it is. This is what the car runs. This is what we think about it. Have at it. I thought the Mustang was supposed to be a straight line beast, not some kind of Japanese drift car. Ford really knocked their head to the wall, giving the 650 a drift break. Tumman already crashed S650. There has three now totaled S650s in a co-part, a midway, and I think a parts form. Not defending the drifting, but he said it works as intended with the manual version. Uh, okay, you're right. You're right. It, you're right. It, it's auto. So that, that might have a lot into it. But why have it? If you have an auto and a drift stick, you, you, you're like super retarded. Sometimes you just don't want to be right. It's almost like losing a good friend. The key red feature is super gay. Ford weekend, they had the S650 there. And for about five minutes yesterday, they all all they did was key rev it. Donald House said it. Confirms what Alex has been saying for months now. <laughs> Ford chose technology over performance. Sad days. Alex looking at a clean 16 MTD2. 100% getting a lunch tube. Is there any way I can ask you to tune it? You can ask. Sure. I don't know that you'll get me. Because we just don't do that anymore. It's just... There was a guy that I was tuning. And it made like big power. Stupid power. And he's like, oh, I know for a fact XXX tuner didn't tune it because it made power. That's a slap in the face to the company. See, the tuners don't, the, the customer doesn't understand that we all are the same. We get our direction from the top. Senior, junior, boom. This is how you guys are supposed to tune. These are the thresholds and these are the ways you're supposed to kind of set things up. Cool, got it. Here you go, sir. Wow, it made big power. I guarantee Alex didn't tune it. So, I, you know, we wanted to stop that. Because you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about, right? Like, let's be honest. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, if you have Junior tune your 1100 horsepower GT, and then my name pops up in the tune, uh, no, no, can I have Junior back? Why? It's the same, the same way I would do it. Yeah, but, you know... Junior's better. I'm like, okay, whatever you want, buddy. Um, LT1 Camaros are running 11.4 stock with a drag pack, way cheaper than a dark horse and a little cheaper than the GT. Drew Pierce, would you go with the N2MB Wattbox or MST two-step for a 17 GT or try to work it into the tune? There is no two-step in the tune, so you can do either. They'll, they'll both work fine. They said straight out drift stick works with a manual, but don't know why it's on an auto. Me, me neither. Old Top Gear was the shit. It was garbage total garbage i like how they wait until the end to give an honest opinion had you wondering what they really think alex what do you think about the 6.8 liter mustang let's face it it's a parking brake yeah but it doesn't stay up does it someone already said that they're selling this long block of a wrecked one in texas uh, se formula says drift stick would be all the crowd stick <laughs> yes because now the the width of the car can take out many more cars sideways than straight on I hope I get tuned by my Lund calibrator. I Look, I get a guy, I get a lot of guys that say, you know, I want Dakota, I want Brandon, I want Alex, I want Lund. Lund is Lund is Lund. You're getting a Lund tune. Junior doesn't have specialty files for a JLT 93 octane car. Just, it's one file. Mars Racing. 
Tez, 15 GT, sleeper Hellion, full return style, twin pump, triple hat, ID1300s, starting to break up really bad under watt on E. Added a fuel system cleaner when I was in 93. What should I check first? Send log. Your springs. You're probably experiencing valve flow. If you went past 15 PSI and you turned it up and let's say 12 PSI, no problem. 13 PSI, no problem. 15 PSI. Valve flow. So if there's all of this knowledge by the customer, then why is the customer paying for a company to tune their car? <laughs> We had a customer one time say, I didn't pay 800 bucks to have my car be within 5%. You mean within factory spec? Within factory cold air fueling injector spec 5%? I paid it to be perfect. You know, stupid, you can go to another gas station and get E20 by mistake from their pump or E10 and the car will be trimming about three to five percent based on the ethanol content. Genius. Look, you guys think you can tune better? Man, vaya con Dios. Grab yourself an HP tuner, uh, uh, MPVI3, download their software suite, tune it yourself. You have that ability. It has a button for parking brake? Okay, got it. Riley Newfeld, I forgot the code, but I'm getting a Bank 1-2 lean on my ESSG3. Uh, any ideas? It's probably a bad O2 sensor. I want the sauce tune, says EPA. Alex, do you still get all the S's? No. Once we went anonymous, it's I get everybody. Have you seen No Production Value Garage YouTube channel? Nope. Only reason I prefer Dakota is he knows I'm a dumbass, and uh, the less I can make myself look like a clown, the better. You'll have to pull up the drift stick for it to... Day, but it goes back to the neutral position and then you have to push it all the way down almost touching the center console to release it yeah no i'm good i'm good how about don't do stupid shit like drift you know you can drift the car without actually pulling the handbrake if it has power you just clutch dump it i know it's a 10r80 car but why have it on a 10r80 car you can literally go whoop, breathe on the breathe on the clutch while you're floored, wah, break the tires loose in the middle of a turn, control it that way. These guys with their drift stick flat spotting their tires. I don't get it. Warning to those that want to tune their coyote. <laughs> Thanks for the info, says Mars. Got packed valve springs also. Logged it just out of the tuning window. I'll be looking to open a window soon. This breakup is bad. Mars Racing, does it have the stock manifolds on that kit? Yes, that movie Gung Ho from Michael Keaton is going to be like, if go go today, watch the movie from Michael Keaton, Gung Ho, where Japanese manufacturers took over an American plant and made them build cars the Japanese way. And the Americans are like, ah, fuck that, man. that's the UAW right now, literally the UAW. But Mars Racing, if you have uh, stock manifolds, it's probably valve flow. Nothing funny than watching someone trying to drift a drive-by-wire nanny-controlled vehicle when throttle requested doesn't actually happen and the people and curbs get hit. Imagine you are going into a corner. You're like, I'm going to pull the drift stick on a car that has drive-by-wire, advanced track, traction control, and a drift stick. And let's say they say, well, put it in track mode, stick your finger up your butt, do this, and then you'll be able to enable the drift stick. 
and then with the forward quality of everything working seamlessly together. You go into that corner, pull the drift stick, it doesn't lock up the tires. You yank the wheel, let go of the drift stick, then it locks up the tires. And in order to power out of the corner, oh shit, you can't. It's drive-by-wire. There's a delay. The car has to downshift from 6th to 4th. It's like, and you take out the whole motherfucking corner. That's what's going to happen. Warning to those that want to tune the Coyote. I'm taking a training course, and it's way more complicated than LS and Mopar. Will I ever tune them? Probably not. Just want to understand it. Yeah, and that's James Williams and LS Tuner. I wish I could get my nitrous pulls to stay within 5% hit through fourth gear, but that's on me being a nitrous. You can drift the car without a drift stick. What are you going to say next? You can do a burnout without line lock? Oh, thank you. Remember when everyone came out, when the S650, S550 came out with line lock? I'm like, why do I need line lock? I have my left foot. Ooh. Hey, the line lock feature doesn't work. Smash your left foot on the brakes. Smash your right foot on the gas. Voila, the fucking thing does a burnout. What about an manual? Brake, throttle, clutch. That's right. If you smash both at the same time with your right foot and let go of the clutch, your heel is on the brake and the tip of your foot is on the throttle. And then you... Bro, people. Alice, do you guys still tune blowers on a switch? <laughs> Drift has never heard of the Scandinavian flick. Norwegian rally races did it in rally before uh, drifting was a thing. There's going to be some crash videos on S650 people already doing a burnout. Dark horse shipped with dead scabs in the engine bay, gung-ho. I can't wait to, to tell I have to balance the tires on a Mustang every day, but have square tires from flat spots. Zach Davis says, Four dual pump, ID1050s, boss intake, E85 with a Vortec V3. Gen 2 Coyote, 1450 PSI, asking too much for stock mode in your opinion? No, that's okay. It's going to be 850 or so, but V3? I don't know if the V3's slinger, is it a sealed unit or is a is it oil-fed? I think there's going to be um, uh, issues with a 3.3 uh, pulley or so. Good old throttle cable and mechanical handbrake. But Alex, can you, t- <laughs> can you tune out the flat spots on my tires? Uh, EPA said something. I missed it. You can drift an auto if you force it from drive to reverse at about 80 miles an hour. <laughs> Says, I got a ported AT Manny. Everything has been uh, fine. Came out to SCT Indy, and it sounds like the 4th of July after I switched back to my E-Tune. Seems like all happened at lower boost also. You know what? It might be your plugs. One of the guys did say that it could be your spark plug. So Mars Racing, first of all, okay. Why are people that have E85 readily available constantly switching fuels? Like, can anyone explain why people constantly switch back to pump gas? If you're on E85, drive on E85 all the time. But Alex, doesn't it suck in water and then I have to run pump gas to clean it? I have never not been on E85 with my GT500. In my red car, I had never not been on E85. For years, the Fairmont, always E85. Like, I don't understand these people that maybe you don't drive it enough. I don't know. But, like, stay on E85. Gas mileage on a, on a car you race? That's the problem, people. That's the problem. That's what we have to deal with. Hey, Alex. 
I love my E85 tune, but I'm getting about 30% less miles per gallon than normal. You mean you paid $289 for that gallon of E85? Yup, $289 a gallon, yup. You're paying $490 for $93. Yup, yup, uh huh. Do math. We got to get Alex to open the driving school. I can't wait to see Stang will just F up. Nah, I don't want to. I don't, I don't, I don't cheer for someone to screw up, but someone's going to screw up. Alex, can Lund Multitune do a pulley swap on the fly? <laughs> the car isn't designed for 85. I'm on free-flowing exhaust. That's, um, that's why my long-term fuel trims don't matter much. It matters. It matters of how the car drives. So nobody uses flex tunes no more? Nope, no more flex tunes. And today at 530 I'm going to drop a video as to why we got rid of them. I'll drop a video. The problem is I'm, I'm, please forgive the sniffling. I'm trying to get you guys info. Understand that, please. Uh, you know, I got allergies. I got tooth issues. I got a bunch of stuff, but I'm still trying to get you information. So forgive the sniffles, but I'm telling you the information in the video, and I'll give you a preview. I'll give the, the peasants a preview. It's so good. Um, I talk about why we stop fucking with flex tunes. It's sorry, I gotta go in there and find it. Content, wow, YouTube is slow, slow content. Here we go, Wyland Racing got rid of flex tunes. And there's a part where I talk about uh, at the end, close to the end, here we go, let me see. Uh, empty. Oh, here we go. And the car doesn't start. Fill up. Not two gallons, not three gallons, not four gallons. There we go. Yeah, I'm talking about this whole situation where people, when they switch fuels from E85 to pump gas or, or vice versa, they don't fill up. They go, I'm going to put five gallons in it. And I'm like, why? Why don't you just fill up? So let me see. Let me see if I have the, the thing where I talk about it right here. And we'll see how it's doing. This is what people would do. Well, I'm at the gas station. Cars has about... 20 miles to empty, meaning two gallons of pump gas. Let me put five gallons of E85 because there's no flex tuning. Okay, let me just start it right now and start logging right now. That's what they do every time. Meanwhile, it hasn't mixed in the tank. It hasn't made its way through the lines. It hasn't made its way through the rail. It hasn't made its way to the combustion. Exactly. And that's why we got rid of flex tuning because you guys screwed that up too. Like I'm blown away that you guys didn't even understand what flex tuning was. So in that video, it's like 15 minutes of explaining specifically why the flex tune was ditched. And it's not because of us. It's because of the way Ford infers flex logic. Ford infers it via the O2. Chevy samples the fuel via the, the rail with a flex fuel sensor and tells you the fuel that is about to go into the combustion is testing at this much. Whereas Ford goes, it's already burned? Oh, um, that's about E80, but it doesn't know if you have a vacuum leak. It doesn't know if you have unmetered air coming in. It doesn't know anything. So when you watch that video, listen, and please forgive the sniffles. And you're going to go, holy shit. That's why for, uh, uh, Lund got rid of the flex tuning. Yeah, Desmond, pretty much. Like, okay. So imagine you show up to work and you have 80 emails. 60 
six zero of them are people confused as to how the flex tune works. So we said, yeah, no, we're good. We're going to, we're going to, vaya con Dios. See you later. The exhaust manifolds are restricted, so they cause valve flow. Why wouldn't you fill up with, why wouldn't you fill up? No E in mass, but I'd be able to be on, on the time if it had it available. Wait, so not even if you follow this channel, I can't request a flex tune? No. <laughs> Sam bolted on. <laughs> I need to speak to senior. I've only ever put E85 as per Alex. Since I got my Lund tune since 2020, only had to put 93 when E85 pumps are out of order, and it's been a handful of times. Um, the end user always messes it up. Yes. Um, did y'all see the Vortec F-150 run like ass from a certain Lund hater? Wait, wait. It makes 800 horsepower and didn't even run 10s. Hit the torque tables the whole run Riley Neufeld. No. No. I, I did not. Sorry. I, I don't even know what you're referencing, to be honest with you. Is that the new sensor you have for the ZR1? Yes. So the ZR1 samples fuel, it, you know, Chevy GM has a flex fuel sensor and you take this wire, put it in the computer, turn on some tables and it has flex tables based on ethanol percentage in the tune. Ford does not. I'm not going to give too much away today at five. Everyone on the chat today at 530, please listen to that video. It ge- I, I give you so many specifics in that video about inferred versus actual actual tested um ethanol fuel with the gm stuff versus the ford stuff i'm pretty sure the 956 had a lot to do with it as well thanks for the info alex not sure how many stations had 85 from cleveland ohio to indianapolis so i went to 93 just to be saying <laughs> i'm just glad i got my question answered without getting played no you're good but flex soon was easy though pump and go people were overthinking it absolutely Old has still think ethanol fucks up lines on newer vehicles when they have been putting ethanol in the gas since the late 80s, early 90s, right? Once they got, get, once they got rid of lead, they used ethanol as an octane booster. That's wild. Ford via the O2, why, would you, why wouldn't you use a GM sensor? Because they don't have that in the tuning. You go to the Ford tuning and it has, okay, I'll give you a little bit. The, the Ford F-150 had inferred ethanol tables. So when the O2 would go, that's about, that's about E80, it would, it would flip the stoic. Not infer the table. It would flip the stoic. So if you had 30% ethanol, I'd go, okay, 13.0 or, you know, 12.8, whatever. If you had E70, it would go 10.6 or 10.7. Okay. And that's what it's doing the whole time. But let's say you developed an air leak and all of a sudden the O2 goes, oh, it's about 40% off the fuel trims. It would go E40. (laughs) Whereas Chevy would go, no, the fuel is testing at this. If you have an unmetered air leak, that's something else. I got a stick Gen 3 car ESS 120 pulley and I'm 93. What chances do you think that I have against a 476 6 Okay, the electric car is going to fuck you up. The electric car is going to fuck you up so bad. Bad. The ESS makes no power down low. You need to be already starting at 5,000 RPMs and grip. The 600 pound-feet of torque is going to gap your booty hole super bad. Chevy has an ethanol sensor but doesn't use widebands exactly. The Roush Day 3 I had was slow with the stock tune. People don't realize how safe the tune is. Factory tunes suck. They don't suck. They're... They're there for the people that want power and warranty. 
which means you don't want all the power. You're supposed to give the PCM time to adjust on the ethanol. Yeah, I talk about that in the video. Please, 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 today at 5.30, watch the video. I just filled up with the 85 for 269 a gallon on the way to the track. Average 22 miles a gallon on the way still. Best performance value, period. Ah, Ford's gay O's make sense. Hopefully, 24 Mustang will be like the 12 Civic. So many complaints, it led to a full refresh the following year. That's what I'm trying to do. Thank you, Ashley Fox. And again, I want to thank the Patreon members. Uh, uh, yesterday, um, I received, I think, uh, oh, how many new members? Audience. Let's click on audience. I received like eight new ones yesterday. Um, again, it's on the link. If you look at the info uh, on this video, uh, the additional information, I have a Patreon link there. So Stephen Coyote, today, Marquise, Pat Capuano, and yesterday was Ron Adams, Ezekiel Palacios, Abdullah Alabasi, uh, Adam Kelly, and Javon and Mike Moore. All in the last three days became members. Ashley Fox is also a member. Again, you can literally talk to me here. There's three or four messages of people that I've been talking to back and forth, just having a conversation, mostly about setups, mostly about what to do, what not to do. So if you want to talk setups, like literally go there. I have... I don't know, like 10 conversations going and it's on my phone. So wherever I'm at, I'm going to reply to you ASAP. No calf pictures, no wrenches going up my butt. Not yet, anyway. It's vacuum gauge and PP cars just inferred? Yes, it's inferred. Everything's inferred on that. It's all the boost gauge. Okay, people go, Alex, my, uh, my boost gauge in my Roush PP1 car, PP2 car, or whatever it is, it's off, right? It's inferred via air load. It, there is no map sensor in those cars. Gotta love the flex tables and GM LS computers. Mopar doesn't have it until the, like, until the Hellcat, but the GM was virtual flex sensor option. Screw that. Give me the physical sensor. Exactly. No factory wideband suck in the GM. I don't think they got widebands until the C8. So imagine, now listen to, here, listen to this. Imagine if Ford, a tuner, somehow developed a Mustang with widebands and flex via the CAN bus. Real flex sampled from the fuel rail and widebands. Oof. Um, we in there supporting the YDBT movement. Something is off with that photo. Uh, hey, Ford dealers are not losing Ford parts delivery. Just saying, yeah, they are. You're, you're one guy. I got 40 others telling me they got cut off. So who am I going to listen to? Slippy Boy or 40 dealers? I win. I signed up for your Patreon when you announced in the live chat. Thank you, James Williams. Alex, older flex fuel videos are golden. Look at those. Like I'm blown away that people don't. I have covered everything under the sun with coyote stuff. Every... <laughs> It hurts me when someone asks me a question that's a fan or a follower. And I go, D I have 1,100 videos on my channel. I repeat, 1,100 videos. Please go in there and do your search. There is no, no other channel on the planet that has more coyote-related tuning info anywhere ever than on my channel. But what are you going to do? How points Patreon? How points Patreon take? I don't know what he's talking about. Are you taking hot dog water? Yes, I did mention hot dog water in that video. 
I'm going to keep this membership as well. Max channel support. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I understand that I am asking for you to support me on another channel and I am not asking you to double dip. I would never say, yeah, stay here and there, but everything helps. Understand this guys. The more you support, the more shit I get to the channel. I am eyeballing something right now that I think is going to be so freaking cool, but I got to jump through hoops to make it happen. And I'm willing to do it because the house is not happening. The housing market is stupid. I've given up. Every house that I look at, at $500,000, insurance is seven or $8,000 a year. The interest rate is seven or 8%. I'm good. I'm good. I'll stay in a shitty ass apartment with um, couch touching the wall, working on two shitty girls. I don't care. I'll just buy better equipment and make my life easier than to be house poor. Um, why doesn't Lun Tune with SCTs anymore? Boy, you you better you better hit you you better go back to the channels. You go to, you gotta go back to in the, you gotta go back. Engage did the engage <laughs> Where are they having this happen? I, I'm is there more to the story? I'm really curious to find out. I'm open to hearing more. Just can't seem to find any info about this, bro. You're you're not you're literally not in the know. You're literally not in the know. Go to car car dealership guy on Twitter. Car dealership guy on Twitter. He gets anonymous information from multiple sources every day telling you what's happening. Just because you don't see it come across your feed doesn't mean it's not happening. I am on Twitter. I am on YouTube, Instagram. I am on my own shit. And people email me all the time saying it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. There's no excuse for Coyote Indians with a thousand videos from Alex. As long as you post one cat picture a month, I'll support both channels. It's only 20 a month for both gents. Just skip McDonald's once a month. What's next? How to switch from 93 to 85 videos? I already did in uh, today at 530. People not searching has been an issue since the forums. Has someone blown up a 5-0 from refueling incorrectly on the flex tune? Yes. They've heard it. Not blowing up the, the O2 sensor goes bad or something. I wish someone covered the wrench on Land Rover like this channel. Laugh my ass off. He really asked why Lund and SET don't work together exactly. I think he's being funny. I hope he's being funny. I'm not able to click on the Patreon in the link. Maybe it's a Canada thing. How about you copy the text and put it in a freaking... How about you copy the text and put it in a browser window? Copy the text. Paste it on a browser. (laughs) I don't get... I don't get... My handheld all the way to the link. Something's wrong. John Lucas, they took her jeers. I went under contract for a new build of Northwest, new build north, Northwest of Austin, closing in May in a year. It's Austin. Why would you move to fucking Austin? Northwest of Austin? Austin, San Francisco, bro. Fuck Austin. Oh, Alex, by the way, aren't you and Queefcake are cool or Stang Bros cool? <laughs> this guy's not even up to snuff on shit asking about STT. A very good friend of mine is a parts service director. Oh, okay. So a very good friend of in one dealership in Georgia, but the 40 I've heard from are wrong. Okay. One versus 40. Go to car. De- I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you because I'm sick and tired of people thinking that I don't fucking have information. They think I just talk out of my asshole. Car dealership guy. Car dealers. Okay, here you go. Because I'm one of these psychos that listens and pays attention. Oh, where, where's this happening? I don't see it on my Facebook feed. Where is it? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. I think it's on mine. Let me see. Let me go home. Let me go to mine. Eh, let me go to home. Because car dealership guy posts so much shit that it's not even funny. 
Okay. Da, 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 da. No, no, no. Car dealership guy. Where was it? Jesse, I think, said it. Jesse. Maybe the Starlight Headliner is too distracting. Got to see this deal. Oh, come on. Now I can't find it. Dude, did he delete it? Did he delete his tweet? Oh, my God. If he deleted his tweet, I'm going to be so pissed off. Let's go to notifications. Jesse was the one that sent it to me. Look at the ball washer stuff. Reports of canceling Ford. Jesse. Here we go. Boom. Shit started to get real. Uh, starting to get real. This was, I don't know, uh, September 29th. Anonymous. I haven't seen it yet announced, but Ford is losing parts distribution this morning. I work for a Ford dealer. Parts manager just told us. And he goes, I, and then he basically confirmed it. Uh, car dealership guy. Oh, come on. He basically confirmed it. Uh, where is... Confirmed. Here we go. Confirmed, says Brian Beers. We got an email today from Ford saying they aren't getting parts shipments in. See what I mean? So it has been confirmed by everyone or a couple of dealers on his side. And this guy is literally a like news reporter for car stuff. He even announced that Ford uh, people are canceling lightning orders. Uh, so right here, people are canceling. Lightning orders, where did it go? Here you go, right here. Car dealership guy, breaking. Report to Ford canceling Lightning EV orders across the country. Unclear how widespread it is at the moment. Going to disclaim this post is unconfirmed until I get more details. And then he says, boom, it's confirmed. This guy is, Twitter is where you get all the news before Facebook, before Instagram, before anything. So I love you. Just because it's not happening in your feed doesn't mean it's not happening. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Um, thank you very much for hanging out with me today. Today, 5.30, Flex. Why Lund stop fucking with Flex stuff? I will explain it in uh, as much detail as I can uh, at 5.30 today. Please forgive the sniffles. I am suffering from severe allergies, tooth situations. I'm going to be like this for at least four more months. So please bear with me. I'm trying to get you information while I'm not feeling the best. All right, guys. I love you. I'll see you guys uh, Tuesday. Today again, 5.30, video coming out. Tuesday, we'll talk some shit, see what happens over the weekend, and we'll hang out and uh, see what has happened between Sunday and Monday in the tuning Mustang S650 Lightning uh, UAW situation. All right, guys, have a good rest of your Sunday. See you guys later.